You're listening to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. You've read the stories of the drivers and others involved in the sport that we all love. Now hear their stories firsthand via our all-new podcast to find out how their passion for motorsports has made life worth living. So, welcome back. Yay. We're back, finally. The <laughs> latest edition of Behind the Wheel. Yeah, we are back. Yeah. And we're in a different we're in a different spot. Yeah, I'm having to basically sit on top of Chris. So, y'all, I'm sitting in a lawn <laughs> chair right now. <laughs> she is in a Tito's lawn chair. But but I'm excited. It's summer, and I'm sitting in a lawn chair, even though it's technically fall. <laughs> and we're in Studio East, I guess. Yeah, we'll you know, call we it that. Call this. Yeah, this is, so, new setup, uh, new spot, which is probably going to change again if I sell this house. There you go. We'll so. be in a di- wholly different. I can't even talk today. Which is a good thing. In a wholly different place. In a whole different place. See, this is what happens when you don't get to practice talking about what's going on <laughs> in the race world. And by the way, the great thing about being here in this unprofessional studio. He's having a beer, y'all. Mm. I'm very jealous, by the way. Oh, I just want to say that this podcast is being brought to you by. What oh, wait, no, they got to pay for that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they got to pay for that. If you want to know what I'm drinking, messages, we'll tell you later. <laughs> so, last time. We talked to Brandon Raimondi. Yes, that guy was incredibly funny. He was, but you know what? I have a feeling he was he was a little taken aback by us because he's he a stand up comedian. He said we were the funniest podcast that he had ever listened to. How really? About that? Yes, that's what he told me. He said How? We were the, best, he was... the funniest duo he had ever listened to. We were so dry and <laughs> slow cracking on the jokes. He. We were trying to get him to tell the jokes. That's why. Was Was he nervous? Uh, yeah, a little bit. He said he hadn't done a podcast in a while other than his own. So yeah, he was a little bit nervous. When you get around greatness. Oh God! The one We're thing so far from greatness that ridiculous. I know <laughs> takes place is intimidation sets in, whether you realize it or not. And poor Brandon, I want to go ahead and apologize to him now. He's not used to our caliber. That's well, okay. I don't know about what kind of caliber we are. If we're, he's if over we're high there. caliber, I'd be scared to see what low caliber. Is. He's over there shooting twenty twos. We rocking fifties. All right. Uh, okay. That's what I'm saying. 50 waistline is what I'm rocking right well, about. If y'all liked Brandon, he just might be back to help us out a little bit. So hopefully you all enjoyed listening to Brandon. Yeah, and he was he was really funny. I think yes. he's got a great opportunity, not, not only with his racing career, yeah. which, by the way, have we heard anything else from him? Because he, he had one yet. more after we talked to him, right? He actually said he was going to be doing a couple of working on trying to get into a couple of drift events. I think most right. of his stuff is going to start in the winter. He likes to drive in the snow and the more challenging races. Right. So I have not heard back anything on his racing career yet. So hopefully this winter we'll be hearing from him when everybody else is kind of done racing for the season. I stepped on Kevin Harvick's shoe at Dawson's Hot Dogs. Big deal. <laughs> Sorry. I felt bad. NASCAR folks, I apologize. I'm not a huge fan. I mean, <laughs> I felt bad mainly because I was so excited they gave me a free hot dog. <laughs> I think it's because when you go there so much, you get a free hot dog. <laughs> Or maybe they just looked at me and were like, if we give him a hot dog, he'll leave. But I stepped back and stepped on the shoe, turned around, was like, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe next time you shouldn't stand so close to me. By the way, I don't do autographs. Oh, hey, it's Kevin Harvick. <laughs> well, by the way, he don't do autographs either, so there you go. He doesn't. He was he, he, he was really kind of. Yeah. And I, I was I was wearing my ostrich skin boots, too, so I know it hurt. <laughs> but I was wearing you those with what? shorts. He deserves it. I mean, he they had really out does. media centers all the time. They hardly talk to anybody. Really? I, I don't have a problem with that. Why do you think that is? Okay, so. Oh God, we could get into hour-long discussions on why NASCAR is the way it is. I know we've talked about that, but, but you know, you've heard all the sponsors that are pulling out. Mm-hmm. But some of the smaller circuits. They lost the CEO, have no idea who's running the show. <laughs> yeah, they lost Lowe's. Mm-hmm. They lost, uh, was it Target and mm-hmm. Monster? Mm-hmm. And Army's going to be pulling out, focusing more on, well, 
they pulled a lot of the resources already. Wow. They used to yeah. sponsor one of my Burden Boys cars. Mm-hmm. So, They're wow. doing a lot more drag racing. Sort of pulling out of that, too. Right. Yeah, there's it's one sponsorship leaving after another. So I won't be surprised, especially with NASCAR and Brian France being the way he is. Right, right. What's going to happen next, it won't be a shock because it's, it's just been a downhill slide. 50% reduction in attendance, mm-hmm. 50% reduction in viewership, mm-hmm. but the price of the tickets have gone up 100%. Well, it's the only way they're going to survive is to have some tickets sold because they don't get a lot of tickets sold. <laughs> but you know what? I, I think that's a good thing for what's going on with some of these other circuits. Absolutely. Trucks, the dirts, the off-roads, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I think they're getting way more attention. They're getting national exposure. Mm-hmm. The drivers are getting more national exposure. Mm-hmm. Their social media accounts are blowing up. That's right. You're able to pull and interview some of these great folks that we've had so far yeah. on Behind the Wheel here. So I think that, to me, I think that's where stuff might be moving. I think it's great to give a lot of these other drivers who are in a lot of these other sports recognition. In fact, if you are a driver in any other echelon, that's who we want to talk to right now. NASCAR is great, don't get me wrong, but I think it's time for us to focus a little less on stock car racing and mm-hmm. a little more on some of this, you know, dirt racing, some of this drag racing, some of this stuff that doesn't always get as much attention because let's face it, some of these drivers work a whole heck of a lot harder yeah. than some of these guys and girls in NASCAR. No offense to them, but you know, I want to go back to the way it used to be. Yeah. I want to go back to the drivers who are working on their cars. I want yep. to go back to the drivers who are, who know what's going on with their vehicle. Might not necessarily be a car, might be a bike. Right. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. So, yep. you know, I want to talk to these young drivers who know how to go back to the way it used to be, the, root, the roots of racing. I think mm-hmm. a lot of our fans are still into that, are more into that. Yep. And I think that's what we really want to be talking to. So if you're a driver out there, that I don't care how young you are, you can be 10 years old for all I care because let's face it, they're getting younger these days. If you're a young driver who is coming through the ranks or even if you're an older driver who, let's face it, there was an 83-year-old, and I am not kidding, Chris, there was an 83-year-old drag racer who actually qualified last week for NHRA. Right. Yeah, this was, I mean, he's been running for years, but he's only been running on limited schedule. Right. He didn't let the fact that he is 83 stop him from going up against some of the hardest toughest top fuel racers. This was top fuel. This yeah. was not some lower well, echelon NHRA. That's what's so great about if you go to the local tracks. Like I remember when I used to call stuff over at Ace Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. And we had yeah, some of the guys there, 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they would pull some fast ones too. Oh, if, yeah. I mean, and it's, it was to me it was just amazing to watch. Because you see what gets national exposure through yes. the big circuits now, mm-hmm. and it's all these pretty faces. Mm-hmm. You know them boys ain't under those things working on them, they're turning not. a wrench? Oh, Come on. NASCAR, they're not even allowed to touch their cars until they get them. I mean, they, don't, they don't even know how to turn a wrench. So, And you know what? That also applies to mechanics. Mm-hmm. You know, if you work on a team, yes, if you we build the, you. We had that guy that built the custom cars that won at the uh, at the motor show yes. last year. Yeah, at SEMA, yes. I mean, holy smoke. That guy was great. Yes, he, if he didn't you send build me that cars, car. we want to talk to you. If you build bikes, we want to talk to you. I feel like a lot of these people that work for these teams or build some of these cars, they don't get near them enough recognition. So no, if don't. you do any of that, we want to talk to you too. If you're selling some stuff on Racing Junk right now and you've built some of the stuff you've, you are selling, hey, get in touch with us. We want to talk to you. We want to tell everyone's story. Yeah, because you got great stuff and you got great insight, which is what we want to give everybody here on behind the wheel. And Ellen is extremely easy to get in touch with. Her phone number is on the bottom of every cheer wine bottle. Oh and if you go to most Bojangles in suburban areas, hey, I don't like Bojangles. her number is on the inside of the biscuit wrapper. So Chris you can must get, have done that because I don't go to Bojangles. I mean, I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying. I've seen it there. At least I thought, I thought it was there. I thought they were on the inside of the pizza boxes. They were uh, Pizza Hut. Oh, no, that's the breadstick containers. Oh, oh Boy, yeah, well, I, I would, do like the breadsticks. I would stab a puppy for some Pizza Hut breadsticks. No, don't stab a Those puppy. Those things are so good. I don't know what they put in them, but it's Chris Crack. It's it's cheese crack. I'm going to order some right now. <laughs> you got me over here drinking this... Uh, Names shall be removed until they buy a sponsorship of Behind the Wheel here on RacingJunk.com. But the breadsticks. Oh, God, are yes. ki- Wait a minute. We oh, just yes. mentioned like five places that aren't paying us anything. <laughs> no, we didn't shut up. We are good at this. <laughs> so anyway. come on board because we like, especially if you're a food product, we like food. <laughs> like food. I'm also open for things like liposuction, oh, um, yeah. hair plugs. That'd be for Chris. Uh, that, that, that cosmetic stuff. I'm way more into my manly looks, you know, especially today. Today, Because the last time I saw a, a NASCAR winner on TV, homeboy looked like they did his hair before he got out of the car. Oh, of course they did. It's like, what in the? <laughs> they probably did. I think they have little studio artists that meet him in pit road. I mean, that's what they do to your boy Gronkowski. But... Oh, he has no hair. You cannot say that. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Raimondi. We're going to have him do some more stuff with us. Yes, absolutely. If you get a chance, look him up. He did great. And I had a chance to run into a very young gentleman who was really exciting, really talented. And I was blown away not only by who he was as an individual, how he carried himself, especially being so young, Mm -hmm. but the accomplishments that he has made. I'm talking about Garrett Robertson, who we're going to have here in just a few minutes. Have you had a chance to look up Garrett, his profile, his background, anything? I have a little bit. Yeah, he's got a really interesting uh, background. Uh, Garrett is a motocross driver and is a young motocross driver. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like he has racked up several awards, you know, at a very young age. Yeah, he just won one like a week ago. Yeah, I saw that. Mm. And I'm very impressed with the fact that he has done this probably, I think I saw since the age of 10, and I might be a little bit off on that age. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he has been blowing up the charts since then. He hasn't stopped. And it sounds like he's kind of on his way up the ladder. And motocross is hard. Yeah. Anybody that has not driven motocross, yeah. it is not easy. Um, we actually had a guest on uh, about, I guess we had Eric on one almost a year ago. Yeah. Um, who is actually a, a quadriplegic dirt racer, sprint mm-hmm. racer, who won last week, by the way. Yep, yep. Go, I, Eric. I just saw that, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, dr- I mean, it's just a great story. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go back. But Eric used to drive motocross, and he is the reason he is paralyzed is because of motocross. So it shows you how dangerous right. it is and how a lot of people are taking it out at a very young age. Yeah. So when we get back, uh, we're going to talk to Garrett, and uh, we're going to have some fun with him. Yes. He's a good old Southern boy, which, as we found, most of them are. That's right. And that's a good thing. But when we come back right here on Behind the Wheel, we're going to have Garrett Robertson. So stick around. We'll be back right after this. Attention, racers. Race fans and gearheads, if you're looking to buy, sell, or trade the stuff that stokes your engine, then check out RacingJunk.com. RacingJunk.com is the world's number one online racing and performance classifieds, where you'll find what you need to rock your ride. Check us out at RacingJunk.com. Racing and performance classifieds built to go fast. Welcome back to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. I'm with us right now. Uh, all the way from, wait a minute, Garrett, where are you living now? Randomman. Randomman. Cool, he's right down the road. He is right down the road. That's awesome. So on the phone with us right now, Garrett Robertson. Extraordinaire <laughs> motocross racer and lawn care specialist. We're going to talk about that <laughs> here in a minute. Specialist. Garrett, what's going on, brother? 
Uh, my... <laughs> I had to catch you yeah. off guard with that one. <laughs> hey, buddy, you there? I'm here. Okay, did I catch you off guard with that one? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, dude, thank you so much for joining us here on uh, Behind the Wheel. Uh, we're excited to talk to you. Obviously, I had run into you a couple of times uh, through my work, but tell me a little bit about who you are and why you got started doing the things that you do and why you're so interested in motocross. Well, my name is Garrett Robertson. I uh, race dirt bikes because I just enjoy doing it. It's just something that I like doing. I grew up with one of my buddies, and he always raced, and just got me into it. I used to play baseball, and then quit that and started racing. Been doing it ever since. Now, did you quit baseball because you weren't good at it? No, I was actually pretty good at baseball. That's what your dad told me, too. I just wanted to see if you are going to be modest or not. I just really enjoy racing. What about motocross versus any other type of racing made that kind of stand out? Like motocross versus hair scrambles? No, any, any other type of racing. Oh. No, there's all kinds of racing. I mean, you live down the street, you live in Randleman, you probably live down the street from Teddy. What mm-hmm. made you interested in motocross versus any other form of racing? Well, I don't know. Motocross is just, I don't know. You just didn't have a special calling for it? You just said, you know what? All the rest of you guys can race four wheels. I'll race two. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just feel like it's safer than being on a four-wheeler. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? But you see some of those extreme motocross races, yes. man. Some of those guys take spills like nothing else. Yes. I've had. I've known three motocross drivers. One of them is now paralyzed. Another one I knew um, got, well, lost his spleen because of it. Um, so it's kind of amazing to me to know that so many drivers are winning races and still able to stay in it, even at your age, because you see so many spills and so many accidents right. in motocross. How old are you, Garrett? I'm 19. Now, that's that's young. Yeah. When did you start racing motocross? I was like 11 or 12. Wow. Dude, I mean, what 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 made you just know that that's what you wanted to do? And how did you get so good at it? Well, I watched my the buddy that I was talking about that I grew up with that he races. Went to a race, watched him, told my parents, so that's what I'm doing. I'm done with baseball, so I'm racing dirt bikes. Now, I can see your dad being behind it, but what did your mom say? Uh, mom, she definitely did not agree with that from the start. I just talked her over it and finally persuaded her. She agrees with it now. At 11 <laughs> years old? Yeah. That's the problem. Most moms would be like, uh, no, sorry, not going to happen. There's that, wait a minute. How at 11 years old do you convince a grown-ass woman, <laughs> your mama, that you go, Ma, I think, you know what, I, I'm, I just don't like swinging this wood and hitting a baseball. I think I'm going to hop on a bike and go 900 feet in the air. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't give her all the details to it. Oh, okay. The mom had to look I'll, up and see what it's all about. I'm going to take it easy. <laughs> so when did you get your first dirt bike and how did you become such a talent in motocross well I uh and I kind of grew up on a farm so always I used to have a four wheeler and dad got me a dirt bike it was a CRF 70 
and uh, how old was I? Was it nine? Probably nine. Yeah, eight or nine. And um, I just started riding that around here. You know, my cousin had one. We all used to ride together. And then when I figured out I loved, I liked racing, just started doing that. And then, you know, when, I mean, when you're 12, you don't really train for it. You just kind of go out and have fun. And then right. you get a little bit older, then you start focusing more on it and start training, putting your mind to it. That's what you really want to do. That's what I've really tried to do here lately. And this is coming from a guy. He has – you have no professional management behind you right now. It's just it's just you and the family, right? That's correct. And you've gained some pretty major sponsor attention during your climb. Tell me a little bit about that. And what did you just win here recently? Uh, the uh, Virginia Hair Scramble Series. Okay. Last year. I um, won that and finished, like, third overall. Nice. At 19. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, th- now through the climb, you picked up a couple of sponsorships. Tell me about that. Yeah, we, uh, Mom started printing me off, helping me make some resumes, and we started sending them out to companies, and if they liked my resume, then they'd email us back, and they'd give me a discount on their uh, products or either send me stuff. Right. And so, who are some of your major sponsors now? Pro Taper, uh, Leah O'Neill, the Cycle Center, FTI, and um, Amzo. Cool. And Decal Works. Cool. I mean, awesome. for 19. Yeah, that's crazy. He's he's on a good track. Yeah. I mean, he really is. What's been your favorite race so far, Garrett? Hmm. Pro- well, probably last year, <laughs> the series that I won. Right. Okay. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> One of them tracks. Now, what race sticks out in your head as the one that if you could take back, that if you could say, man, if I'd have done X, Y, and Z, I could have won that one. What's the one that sticks out the most in your mind? As in like the hardest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hardest or the one where it's like that one slipped away from me because mechanical failure or that one slipped away from me because I zigged when I should have zagged. All right. Uh, the last race before we just took summer break. Mm-hmm. GNCC in Snowshoe, West Virginia. Running third. Had a pretty good race going. It was pouring down rain, racing on the side of a mountain. And uh, I broke my um, clutch lever. Fell down in a corner, dropped the bike, and broke my clutch lever off. Mm. Wasn't able to finish. And where were you at when that happened? What 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 place? Third. Wow. About. Heartbreaking. What happens though? Yeah. You said you were racing on the side of a mountain. Tell me about that. Terrifying. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> no, Terrifying. Tater be screaming. That's what you hear me all the way down the mountain. You wouldn't be going up on that mountain. <laughs> You're right about that. That wouldn't be happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so how did they decide? I mean, are you basically climbing a mountain while you're doing this, or is it just like a circle track that's on the side of a mountain? It's like a 13-mile loop throughout all the trails. There. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Down. That's like off-roading. Yeah. Wow. Woo. So what are your goals going forward in your motocross career? Do you see yourself kind of continuing to do a lot of the stadium-type stuff, or do you think you might even go for the whole off-road career? And when I say that, I'm thinking, are you thinking you're going to eventually become like a Baja star or something Mm -hmm. like that? Oh, no. No, no. (laughs) You're not going to do Baja someday? 
I'm not talking right now. I'm talking like 20 years down the road. No, five. Oh, well, okay, five. Five years. Okay, yeah. five. What's your five years old? No. Well, <laughs> Laid up with I, a work-related injury. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, did play to, I did plan to stay in the woods, so I don't plan on switching over to motocross, so I'd like to just stay in the woods and okay. see how far it takes me. Okay. So doing like more of an off-road <laughs> career and doing that kind of thing? Yes. So where do you, how do you find out about where these tracks are? All these things are off-road. It's not something where you're just doing like an arena-style racing. How do you find out about these off-road races? Well, just from, I mean, you start, I kind of started off at a local series. So when I was 13 years old racing at a local series, then you got some of your other buddies that you meet there. And then they'll, if they're older or whatever, then they'll start telling, you know, you'll find out about the bigger series. That's how I found out about GNCC. Tell me a little bit more about GNCC. What does that series involve? Um, a lot of people. A lot of people? <laughs> a couple, <Okay>. handful. <laughs> we races all the way from Florida to New York. Wow. So you meet a lot of different people. And right. There's a lot of competition. It's not easy. Wow. Now, do you see the same guys at the top of the ladder at each one of these races, or is it just random? Because, I mean, you're talking about off-road. You're not talking about a circle or an oval. So do you do you see a lot of the same competition creeping to the top, or is it, you know, just, oh, well, this guy just had a bad run. He was lucky last week. It's it's really a lot of the same. Your, your top, probably top five people are a lot of the same. Right. It's one, I mean, it's one thing if you have a you know a bad day, then you might finish sixth, seventh. But a lot of your pros and even people in my class, it's about a top five is about the same. You mentioned your class. What class do you race? Four stroke B lights. Huh. Cool. How much time do you spend on your bike each week? I try, I try to ride three days a week. Okay. And do you have a track in your backyard kind of thing? Do you just go out in the woods and ride around? How do you practice? Oh, uh, one of my buddies has a motocross track at his house mm-hmm. and a woods loop, and I've got woods at my house. So we got a little track going through them. Nice. Riding in the woods. I tried to ride a four-wheeler with my brother years ago when I was in the woods, and um, I fell off the back. But I was like, <laughs> this was a long time ago, y'all. I probably still would fall off the back. I can hardly drive a car. I mean, I just went the wrong lane earlier. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, and and here's 19 years old. You know what I was doing 19 years old? Uh, I was hanging out with Maul way too much. I can't remember what I was doing 19 because it was that insignificant. (laughs) Garrett is sitting here crushing it at 19. And, dude, I mean, you work on your bike too, right? I mean, you fix it. You you tune it up. You do the whole nine. Uh, I can't take credit for all of it. Dad does help me out a lot. Right. But yeah, you do some of it. How did you go about learning how to work on your bike? Did, did your dad teach you that? Is that something he was into? Uh, he really just had to learn himself. Learn as you do it, I guess. Yeah. We, uh, one of my sponsors, my dad knows them real well. Mm-hmm. He kind of, we can take it down to the shop and, you know, he'll teach us and help us out a little bit. Now, which which shop do you guys go to? Go ahead and give them a shout out. Yeah. Full, th- full Travel Innovations. In Thomasville, North Carolina. Nice. I mean, that just seems like something to me where, I mean, what you're doing, 
How much notoriety? Because you, I mean, granted, you're only 19. You started when you were 11, but obviously you have a passion for it. Have you seen the industry, the sport itself, what you do? Have you seen it gain some more notoriety? Do you think it needs? What do you think it needs? Um, as like the racing industry itself. Yeah. Well, that that side of it, the series you're racing. That yeah. Kind of thing. Um, I mean, no, I don't know. I I can't really complain. Have you seen it gain more over the last couple of years? Yes. Like more people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, more competitive. Most definitely. About how many uh, guys and girls do you normally compete with at each race? Um, and I'm in a three hour race, so there's probably anywhere from 200 to 300 people in the race. Good God. Wait, what? 200 to 300 competitors in one race in the woods. Okay, now this beer might have kicked in. I, I, wait a minute, hang on, let me get this right. <laughs> Tater's gonna do some math. Right. Oh god, this three is hours with two to three hundred people. Yeah. Good lord, man, you get like third and fourth place and win some of these things. I know, I'd be, I'd be the one like three hundred. I'd be three. Can we get his autograph, <laughs> Garrett? Dude, that is awesome. You're nineteen. Yeah. So yeah. the people that you talk about that are constantly in the top five. When you see them, do they give you any tips? Do they say, you know, hey, kid, keep your chin up. You know, you're looking good, sport. I mean, oh do you get any of that <laughs> crap? Or do they do this, you know, do they not give you anything because they see you coming up, you're doing the right thing, and they feel the pressure from you? Um, well, uh, there is a difference between overall. That's how many. There's about 25 people on my, on my line. Right? Okay. Or 15 to 20. 25 sometimes depends on where it's at okay so you, there's a different you can place in your class and overall okay mm-hmm. so you've but, done first overall before though correct no not in this series okay not okay. This no yeah no but he's got first in his class a few times yeah. Yeah. yeah and you said there was how many in your class 25 to 30 each race yes okay Agreed. that makes more sense that's still still getting ahead of 25 to 30 is there in the woods just baffles me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'd be running anyway. I'd be hitting in trees. Do you have anybody on your radar that you're chasing or somebody that you'd like to be? Yes. Who's your idol? The uh dude that's already, he's already won the series this year in my class. What's the Gat- guy's name? Gatlin Wilburn. And how long has he been racing? Um, that I do not know. Do you have anybody in that series that you're starstruck by, or anybody that that you want to meet? That I want to meet? Yeah. He's um, probably yeah. I, I know he's probably met them all, but there's always usually like that one weird one. The one weird one. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, oh man, you know, he, you don't hear a lot about old rusty kneecaps, but boy, <laughs> I'd love to meet him. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I cannot say that. I do not know. Okay. See, he's got his eye on the prize. He's not worried about anybody else. That's right. That's Would that good, be a though. fair statement, Garrett? Or are you just completely oblivious? Uh, I just ain't worried about him. Yes! <laughs> that sounds like random in the house, baby. <laughs> Brain, look, they got a turnabout, boy. Random is blowing up. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, how old is the guy in first place right now compared to you? How much older is he? Or is he older? 
I think he's I think he's about my age. Oh, okay. Wow. This is full of like younger. This is a young. young well, I mean, yeah. you think about it. There, he he's talking about riding racing on the side of a mountain in West Virginia in the rain. I'm sorry, I got sense. I don't know how they feel. Old angle do it. <laughs> I mean, you would be surprised how many 65 year olds you see out there. Are really? you serious? Oh yeah. There's a bunch of different classes, so they'll start towards the back. I find these old guys. Like, I need to find these old guys. I mean, yeah, yeah. We need to, actually, you probably don't need to find them because you're not living that long with, with that little sense. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Garrett, what else since, since you know, you got, you know, by the way, thank you again for doing the podcast. Yes. <clears throat> we were sitting here talking to the 19-year-old uh, just phenom, Garrett Robertson. Garrett, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know that maybe they don't know about you? And then, where can they find you on social media? Well, I'm on uh, Instagram, Scarrett Robertson 730, mm-hmm. and uh, um, trying to run my own business. What's your, oh, you got your own landscaping business. See, tell, us, tell us a little bit about that. This is what I love right here. Well, this is what I love right here. He's got his own business and he's racing. And he's at 19. He's like, I need to have my own business. I'd have to scare what my own business I am, I am so proud of this dude right now. <laughs> yeah, tell us about the landscaping business, man. What are you doing there? Well, right now I'm uh, actually doing it with one of my other buddies. We're just um, mowing yards and trying to pick up jobs that we can pick up. And what's the name of the landscaping business? Cutting Edge Lone Care. Nice. Okay. I like cool. it. Cool. I'm going to get him to come check out my you know, my place. My yard looks like the Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that maybe he can do something about it a little bit. But, uh, Garrett, man, we, we are so proud of you. What's your Instagram again? Garrett Robertson 730. And why the 730? I was going to ask the same question. Oh, that's my birth date. Oh. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. He just had a birthday. Happy birthday. You just turned 19. You just though. turned 19. Good grief. <laughs> you me. reckon being Chris still really old. I mean, I'm sitting here at four. Uh, he don't want to see how it is. 32. You are older than that. Shut sitting up. Sitting here at 32. I haven't accomplished a fraction of what Garrett's done. By the way, Chris Chris got to 32 like 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he just stayed at that age. No. Well, Garrett, are you, uh, do you have your eye on any sponsors right now? Any of them that you'd like to have with you? Let's see. I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, I'd like to be picked up by the Honda team. Okay. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, I mean, you know, dude, you're on a stepping stone right now. Hopefully, you know, they're hopefully they'll listen to the podcast and you'll get some notoriety and get picked up. And then when you make them big checks, you can cut Ellen and I off a little five dollar spot, or maybe buy some biscuits from Bojangles. <laughs> Why does he want me to eat Bojangles? I don't like Bojangles. Today's show has been sponsored by. <laughs> <laughs> it has not been sponsored. No, I'm terrible. I'm sorry. Sorry, my dangles. I would give you some love, but you're too salty. <laughs> Speaking of, what, dude, what's your favorite place to eat down there in Randleman? Bojangles. Oh, no. I'm surrounded by Bojangles. That's what you get. Welcome to the South. Oh, my God. See, he knows that tea. I'm, I'm I figured you say Bill's Pizza. I mean, that's what I was waiting for. That's my parents' favorite place. Oh, love that spot, man. Love it. Well, Garrett, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you here, buddy. Obviously, we're looking forward to see what you do in the future, how you blow up. Uh, we're excited for you. We can't wait to hear how things go. And please stay in touch with us so we know how you do it as the future progresses. I will, and I do appreciate it.
Yeah, man. Anything else you want to say? Anything you want to add to it? Maybe tagline or something? No, that'd be it. Okay. That's going to be his tagline right there. That'd be it. You just won, brother. That'd be it. (laughs) Love it. Garrett, keep it real, man. We love you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. 19-year-old phenom Garrett Robertson. Why are my headphones so hot? Do you see this? Uh, he sweats over there. You eat too much Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Bojangles better give us a sponsorship after all of yeah, this. Yeah, I swear. I as mean, much as y'all have talked about them. <laughs> I mean, look, you just heard from him. That's his favorite place to eat down there in Randall. Can't y'all find so. anything else to eat? <laughs> of course I can. We talked about Bill's Pizza. So we're kind of a wonky part in the season. Yeah, it's with, kind with of a slow on. time in the se- season where things are shifting around. It amazes me, though. I had no idea. I thought he was more of a motocross driver kind of on some of these tracks. Mm-hmm. This guy races in the woods. He races, like, off-road, which, honestly, I love some off-road. Right, I am right. an off-road fan. I can't help myself. They're fun to watch. If you ever get it's a chance to, to see them, them, they're fun to watch. Uh, it's interesting to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's it's actually dangerous to watch in a sense. but You can't watch the whole thing no. because they're so long. No. But when they do those little you know last lap things, stuff. oh, my God. Yeah, you got to be at the, the finish line or yeah. at a big jump. I mean, it, it's I'm in on TV. I'm not going there. He's talking about being on the side of a mountain in West Virginia. I you know what you there. have there? Here's yeah. banjo music, and I run. Okay, and I, I mean, wonder you got if these. I've been kidnapped by any of those banjo players. <laughs> probably. You know what? It's probably why his his field went from 300 down to 25. <laughs> that's a, that's horrible. Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> this is like Baja. I mean, you hear about people being kidnapped in Baja all the time in Mexico. So well, I mean, it is Mexico. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. It's almost as bad as Four Seasons. <laughs> there goes our Four Seasons. I'm so sorry. There goes that sponsorship. Damn. We're just killing stuff today. <laughs> what were we thinking? So, all right. So, so tell me, what's on the calendar coming up next? Uh, well, I've got a couple of surprises up my sleeve. Um, we were talking about a little bit of off-road, and I've got mm-hmm. a couple of things up my sleeve where we might be talking a little more off-road. But mm-hmm. our next guest I'm kind of excited about. Um, if you like land speed racing, let's just say that this woman is amazing. Oh, so, oh, oh, I think so I'm going to have that. So stay tuned. Right. Stay tuned because that's going to be an awesome show. Um, we've been talking a lot about drag racing this season, and mm-hmm. land speed racing is just another cut above that. It is. And we've actually, I've had a past uh, story on a land speed racer before who has set mm-hmm. some major records. Well, this one's just another kind of that. And it's, it's an interesting thing because it's not easy to watch. And all they yeah. do is go for speed. So, hey, we're racing junk. We go for speed. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, if, if you're a speed junkie. That's this, what you need to watch. Yeah, this this is your adrenaline shot right That's here. That's right. Those things are ridiculous. Yes. First time I ever went out to the Salt Flats was when they were doing mm-hmm. the test out yes. there. And I saw the F1 mm-hmm. inline V12 McLaren. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. That's right. That thing flew. I think it topped out like 265. Yes. I mean, that's just. I mean, you, some of these speeds you're seeing now, you're seeing drag racing at over 300 miles an hour. So, yeah. I mean, it's... Oh, well, I'm not going to say what racing. year this was, but yeah, was there was a say, nine in it. There was a dinosaur there. Yeah, there actually was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, was like, he was like, y'all seen the Bojangles? I was like, yeah, it's over there. <laughs> so, And then as far as season-wise, uh, you know, NASCAR is going to be wrapping up pretty soon. Ah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I stopped watching it. Oh, I completely I stopped watching it. I, if I'm bored... I, I will turn it on if there's nothing else to do and the yard work is done, only because of the family connections, mm-hmm. the friend connections, right? And the fact that even though I'd completely disagree with where it is as a business and a sport, mm-hmm. 
there's still just something that's like you're from this area. Let yeah. let let me look at it at least and see. But I know we got rally mm-hmm. coming up. We that's got right. yeah off track. Yes. Um, we got a lot of stuff that's going to be starting pretty soon. Exactly. So what's what are you most excited about coming uh, up? A lot of the off road races coming up. Right. Um, well, I, Bowman Gray just ended. Yeah, I don't care about that either. No. What? <laughs> oh, you're sorry. out there every week. No, Ellen only went twice this season. <laughs> I am proud of you. Aren't Breaking you the addiction. I am. I, I don't know that I've been addicted in a while. It's kind of gotten dull. It's the same old story. So yeah, yeah. Um, I am excited about some of the local track stuff. Like a lot of d- dirt is nowhere near new, done. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. A lot of that's going to championship part of the season. But I'm actually excited about the championship part of the season for dirt because this is when a lot of the guys are going to take off. Um, it's. I mean, September is going to be crazy with dirt racing, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. <clears throat> We're going to the countdown to the championship for NHRA, and I can't help myself. I do love some drag racing. Yep. yep, yep, yep. And drag racing season is definitely not over on the lo- local side either, no. so I'm pretty no. excited about that. Land speed racing is starting to kick off. Yep. So yep, yep, yep. I'm excited about <clears throat> that. So there's a lot of great things still coming up. Don't let the summer, the end of summer, start to fool you. God knows the heat isn't gone, so racing isn't gone either. Nope. And especially um, here in the south. Oh, no, yeah. it's still so, hot here. It's ridiculous. Still so in the 90s. all our friends in the north, you hear us talk about the south. Look, we love you, too. We, we envy you because you yeah. have cooler temperatures. You don't have the 97% humidity that's murder on your hair like it is mine. <laughs> he has no hair. I don't I'm know just, what he's talking about. What are you talking about? I got that George Clooney cut going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just saying. Okay, maybe it's Bob Clooney, but I thought it looked good. Stevie Wonder was my bartender. I didn't know until that's I got right. in there. And then he grabbed a cane and tapped out. And I'm like, <laughs> what just happened? And they were like, thank you for partaking in our experiment for Industries of the Blind. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Whoops. I appreciate it. <clears throat> oh, we do have a lot of car shows coming up. This is car show season. Yes. So I was just say, stay tuned. Time. We're going to be talking to some really major car builder right. kind of people. I'm very excited about that. And one so. of the things I was going to bring to you as well, now that we have moved to Studio East, <laughs> here with you know behind we'll call the this wheel southeast <laughs> behind yes it is southeast yeah well that might be a negative moniker in some places now that we've moved to a new studio that's more accessible mm-hmm. um we are going to be increasing the frequency of yes. behind the wheel at racingjunk.com so uh we're looking forward to that we're going to have more content yes we're going to have uh the podcast link is going to go live on iTunes we got to yes. get that fixed yes I'm looking excited I'm very excited to have that fixed um and I think this year, looking at, you know, not the calendar year, but the racing year, yeah. we're going to have some fun in the upcoming months. Plus, yes. football's kicking off. That's right. And you know me and Chris are bad in football season, especially me. So, I mean, preseason's got me a little scared. I mean, she's a huge, huge. I think they huge. know this by now. They all know I'm a Patriots fan. She's a Patriots fan. I'm a huge Chicago Bears fan. And people good ask luck. me why. Yeah, I know. Good, good. I don't even, <laughs> luck didn't even count for us anymore. <laughs> but we are excited about what's coming up. We're excited about the, the interviews we have lined up. Yes. Um, and if you have anything for us, just you know, reach out if, to you, us. if you're inter- yeah, if you're anywhere, if you're on our site and you have any access to your building cars, your racing, any of that stuff, let us know. We want to tell your story. We, we don't care if you're not some big NASCAR store. Yeah, we don't want that. No, we we're, we're that. done with them. We don't care. <laughs> we we want the real. That's right. We want the real. We don't want the powdered butt. I mean, you could tell by Garrett. He was not prepared for no, that. No, no. He was a little bit nervous, but that's okay. And he you know, really I purposely cool. did not prep him. I told him, I was like, we'll call you in a minute. Yep. He gave him like two minutes. Literally. Yeah. I mean, 
we want the real because the real is what I think people yeah. respect. Yes, absolutely. So, and that's what we're about here at Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. So, please have a wonderful drink water season because it's hot as balls out there right now. <laughs> I, see, I mean, I'm sorry. It's hot as, give me something. Hot as, I don't know. It's, it's hot as hell far out there. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> So, hotter than hotter asphalt. That's right. <laughs> but we appreciate you joining us. We'll look forward to bringing you more content. And as always, if there's something you'd like for us to do, somebody you would like for us to interview, by all means, let us know. For Ellen Richardson, I'm Chris Young. We appreciate you joining us here at Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. <laughs>